This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Monday morning, April 25th, 2022. It is the Beating the Book podcast NFL draft special. Love it. Skill Alexander, thanks for listening. Uh, last year, you may recall, things got explosive on the podcast. Uh, we have one of those gentlemen back on the podcast this year from the Bet the Edge, NBC Sports Bet the Edge and Deep Dive podcast. It's Drew Densick and joining us this year for the first time on the NFL Draft. Really a guy who has lots of, uh, I don't know, let's call it intel. Let's call it intel. I don't know how he'll characterize it. Uh, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day. Of course, Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast and ESPN's Daily Wager. It's our friend Chris Felica. How you guys doing? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. So, so, do I, so, do, so do I have... Uh, a role to fill to get into it with Drew and, your, and, and you. Like, like, like. As long as it lasts a year, yes. Okay, I'm, I'm good at holding grudges and vendettas, so yeah, we'll, 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 we'll carry it through next year. Then. Okay, uh, so I, we'll just start here because there's so much to get to, but we'll, we'll just start with the, the news of the day is that the market has moving very strongly as it started to this weekend at the top of the draft. Uh, and now we're seeing Trayvon Walker as high as minus 250 in some spots to be the number one pick in the draft. Uh, Chris, I was telling you this weekend, I made a, uh, there was an Aiden Hutchinson minus 125 at number one, and then an Aiden Hutchinson plus 145 at number two. I went ahead and did that little shenanigan uh, to try to bankroll build. Because I don't, I, I to me, if Trayvon Walker's going number one, Detroit is going to sprint to the to the podium to, to draft Aiden Hutchinson. What are you hearing at the top? And do you believe that Trayvon Walker will now, three days out, be the first pick? It, it, it seems like that's the direction that this is that this is headed, and it, it's it's surprising to me. And at the same time, it's not necessarily surprising to me. Uh, I was just listening to uh, to Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher, and Michael seemed to think that it was a there was a little bit of a uh, not a battle, but. Uh, 
Oz is in the corner, Hutchinson, Balky is in the corner of, of, of Walker, and you would assume that if you're uh, you hire Balky and he survives it, you're going to entrust yourself with him making that decision. Uh, so it looks like Walker is going to be the pick. And, and if you're looking to invest and, and want to bet that, like I, I had to write a, a column for ESPN.com, and you could play Walker and, and lay the 225 or 250, whatever it is to go one. You could lay Walker under three and a half and an even bigger juice. Or the best way to play it, I think, is to take Aiden Hutchinson over one and a half. Uh, which was 190 at Caesars. Like that, that's the best bang for your buck if you do think uh, that Walker is going to be the pick. And and we've talked about this a couple of times where if you just take a look at production in college, then Aiden Hutchinson's numbers and everything, he's the pick. But at the same time, if you look at that Orange Bowl game, how he was absolutely manhandled and taken out of the game by a Georgia offensive line that was going up against Trayvon Walker every day in practice. And you would assume that the Jaguars football operation, the football scouting people kind of had conversations with Georgia. Maybe they got some Georgia practice film and saw what Trayvon Walker was doing to that offensive line in practice. Like maybe, maybe that, that came into play, but if you're just dropping into a vacuum and you saw the orange bowl, Walker's the pick. If you're looking at the grand scheme of things and looking at production, then Hutchinson's the pick. But I, I do think it's going to, uh, come out and play where uh, where Walker is the number one pick overall. The thing the thing is if, if it's interesting because if Trayvon is not the number one pick, where does he go? Which is which is because the way that it looks now to me and Drew I'll, I'll send this to you and much of this might be through the lens of the bets I've made which we'll get to but it feels like it's Trayvon 1, Aiden Hutchinson 2, um some some version of Thibodeau and the two corners, Stingley and Sauce Gardner at three and four, not necessarily in that order, and then Charles Cross at five. That feels to me right now, again, a little more than 72 hours out, to be one, two, three, four, and five. I'm not sure how you feel about that, Drew. No, I, I think the point you're making is, can be even expanded more broadly. And what you're effectively saying is that the uncertainty is really, really high. That's an obvious, you know, observation of this year's draft. But even more than that, that the, you know, that if it doesn't go a certain path, then, you know, some of these guys, you know, their, their, their range of where they land could be anywhere from two to seven. Um, and that's a huge range, yes. <laughs> honestly. Well, yeah, one to seven really for Walker. Um, and, you know, I think it, it, you are almost better off kind of picking on, some trying to pick off big prices this year, as opposed to getting cute with the over unders on some of these guys, particularly in the top 10. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, specifically stuff like Stingley stuff like, um, uh, cross, like if you can nail them to a specific pick fifth or third, right, you're going to get five to one, 10 to one type of prices, as opposed to just taking like an over under at, you know, at, at around a pick them. Um, and you know, that, you know, the, when you have such a high volatility on where these guys ultimately land in terms of the, you know, the pick positioning, um, you know, I think you're almost forced to, to attack, attack things that, that way. Um, I agree with kind of the breakdown that, uh, Chris, uh, had for the number one overall pick, um, going and, and honestly, this is the craziest number one overall market we've had in 
at least 10 years, maybe more. Um, to this point, I count six different market uh, favorites um, and meaningful favorites. <laughs> right. You know, not not just not it's not crazy. just like. You know, not just like, oh, well, somebody had to be at the top of the board. He was plus 200. No, like Thibodeau was minus 125 in November. The Hutchinson was minus 150 in December. Hutchinson and got Neil, over $4, right? Yeah. Well, Neil, well it, it went, so it went Thibodeau in November, Hutchinson December, Neil in January. Coming out of the combine, it was Icky. Coming out of the, uh, after tagging Cam Robinson, it was Hutchinson. I saw Hutchinson as high as minus 400. Um, and then it's now flipped to Walker and the, you know, the Walker flip, um, is you saw this come in a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you know, there were a couple of reports, people who are close to the Jaguars that just like Chris said, it's split, like the defensive coordinators and potentially the owner, uh, favored Hutchison. Balky was Walker and Peterson wanted a tackle and, you know, just living in that vacuum where, well, you know, trying to figure out, well, who ultimately gets to decide? Is it Balky? Like, is he, you know, is he have enough sway in that room to convince everybody to come in his direction? Um, and if that's the case, then Walker, who was priced in like the plus 350 range, was a crazy price. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm, if that's how the, this goes and he ultimately goes number one overall, it's going to be a very happy day for me, surely. Um, but the, uh, you know, the, there is in the back of my head, if you have a big price on Walker first overall, uh, I don't think it's crazy at this point to take a little bit of Hutchinson because, you know, realistically, uh, you know, Balky could be out there doing media, making it clear that he wanted Walker, knowing that if Walker becomes an all pro, he'll have the deniability. Well, you know, Walker was my guy. I wanted Walker, but the owner took Hutchinson, you know, he's maybe, maybe building himself a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, an I wanted this guy kind of a case, but uh, ultimately there's a very thin margins between all of these guys in terms of projecting their pro performance. There's no standout superstar to be had, which is why there's so much uncertainty at the top of the board. And, you know, if the Jaguars take a, take a prospect in Walker who has every single measurable at the 99th percentile, and he ultimately turns out to be a, a solid contributor for them, then that's probably the best they can hope for. It's uh, it, Gil, I know yeah, you, go ahead. Gil, I mean, just before you, I was just going to say, you, you had mentioned uh, the number two pick. I, if it is indeed Walker, number one, I think the Lions, it, it, I don't know if it's a slam dunk if they run the card up for Hutchinson. Like, I know for a fact that they like Thibodeau a lot. So, like, I, I think I think there's going to be a little bit of a discussion there. So, I mean, you can get around two to, I think right now, uh, at Caesars, where I had to take the prices from for my column, it, it's Walker Hutchinson, Walker Thibodeau, for both the same price at plus two hundred. So like it'll be one of those two. Uh, it's, it's not going to be Gardner. It's not going to be a quarterback. But uh, I, I don't know if it's an automatic slam dunk uh, that it definitely is Hutchinson at two. Oh, that didn't make me feel good. This is. I mean, this. <laughs> this is. I kind of is, agree with. This. I, I probably should have started with this. The, the reason that we do an NFL draft podcast, and the reason, like, I could talk about the NFL draft. And I think I speak for all of us here. The entire week leading up to it is because there might not be a better betting vehicle, and this is proven by the results we've all had the last, you know, four or five years, um, doing this at least uh, in the history of Veasan doing it on the show. It's just been an incredible boon for betters. It's why a lot of bookmakers run scared here in Las Vegas, where we are here at the D. We're broadcasting live from the D. That's owned by Circus Sports. Circus Sports still hasn't put out their uh, their draft props. They're supposed to put them out two and a half hours, about two hours from now. 
uh, which is 12 noon Pacific. Nevada has to take down their lines 48 hours from now anyway. So they're literally doing a 48-hour window, um, you know, and that's almost like a concession on their part because they'd probably rather not book it at all. So the reason that we do a podcast on this because we all love betting the draft has been so profitable for us, which brings us then to the question of this year, which is how uncertain, we've all just talked about this right now, how uncertain it is compared to past drafts because there is no, you know, Trevor Lawrence is absolutely going to get picked number one and then filter on down from there. So I guess the question is, and I think I've asked, I might have asked this of both of you on a numbers game, what do you feel the most confident that you do know right now, <laughs> beyond a shadow of a doubt? And Chris, I'll start with you. Like what, of all the things, and maybe it's not at the top of the draft, maybe it's this tackle will absolutely be drafted by this team, whatever it is, what do you think you know the most or the most confident? Uh, I think- uh, two things that like Garrett Wilson's going in the top 10 and I've seen that number move off of 10 and a half uh, to nine and a half now and that at nine and a half it's probably not a play or not as strong of a play uh, maybe the Falcons do take him at eight as an instant Calvin Ridley plug-in maybe he's in play is ridiculously high at three uh, to the Texans because nobody really knows what Houston's going to do at three um, Shouldn't they trade that pick? But it, I mean, honestly, what are they doing? But yeah, we 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 always say trade the pick, trade the pick. But but who's coming up to three in a year yeah. where there isn't a quarterback worth taking point. in the top half yeah. in the top half of the draft? You're not going to come up to three to take a wide receiver, um, or or, or, or uh, probably not an offensive lineman. But the fact that at ten and a half, you're getting Wilson possibility eight to the Falcons, eight uh, ten to the Jets. If you can find a ten and a half still out there, that's a play. And the other one. Uh, which which was mentioned already. I can't remember if it was by you or if it was by Drew. The Charles Cross stuff is out there, and I think that is a, a great example of what, what Drew said about finding plus prices. Like He has been very strongly linked uh, to the Giants who have five and seven, and you can get him at plus 700 to be the fifth pick. You can get him at plus 600 to be the seventh pick, or you can get him at plus 400 to be the sixth pick. Like He's going to go in that range. So you can really fool around with the uh, the plus, plus prices there. If you want to cover your bases, I mean, get out your your handy arbitrage calculator, and if you put a hundred bucks on them just as a base bet to go fifth and set plus seven hundred, you can play them at one hundred and sixty bucks at plus four hundred and one hundred and fifteen bucks at plus six hundred, and you profit four twenty five. Or you could just go five or six, and, and you can profit you know five fifty. Like, like he's going to go in that range uh, based on everything that I'm hearing. Like Carolina is not taking a quarterback at six. Like that, 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 that's not going to happen. I know they don't have uh, the second round pick, but you, you just cannot take a quarterback that high when you have so many needs and you have so many impact players that you can take at six. But but across is definitely going to go in that five, six, seven range. Yeah, and I should add that before I send it to Drew for the same question, which is uncertainty at the top. Um, a, a weak quarterback class that influences this as well, right? Nobody willing to trade up because, and Chris, I think you said this to me either on air or off, like anybody who takes any of these quarterbacks high is just ridiculous. Um, and then the third thing is, and you alluded to it, we have eight teams that have two picks. A quarter of the league, a quarter of the league has two picks. Also means a quarter doesn't have a pick in the first round, but a quarter has two picks. And it's never happened before. Six is the previous record. It's happened four times, the latest of which was 2020. But this is two more teams than that, eight. And so will that create a flurry of trades? 
will that maybe not create a, a flurry of trades and it will be some hybrid perhaps in between? And also, does that make it more difficult if a team like the Giants have 5-7 and seven, and the Jets have 4-10 and 10, and the Lions have 2-32 and 32 and on down the line? Does it make it that much more difficult for us to predict what they're going to do with their first pick vis-a-vis -vis their second pick? Drew, same question for you about what do you think you know? What do you think you're the most confident in? Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Uh, I would agree that, the, you know, that in general... Um, I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm at 95% that we do not see a quarterback in the top 10. And there's a couple reasons for that. One is quality of the class, certainly. Two is need. And third, I would say, is, uh, you know, the quality of the quarterbacks next year's class really are, right. are quite good. And I think, to your point, if there are trades, and if I was running a team, I mean, you know, you always want to get an impact player and kind of continue to start the development process as quickly as possible. And it's stupid to kind of completely punt, a, you know, a, an entire season. But if I'm a team like the Falcons or the Panthers, I'm per I'm perfectly fine punting a season. If it means I'm picking at the top of next year's draft and I can, you know, kind of find stability at the quarterback position in an otherwise weak NFC. Um, and so if you can trade away picks and get first, you know, more ammunition for next year's draft and doing that, then that makes a ton of sense to me. Um, and yeah, I think if there were a team that were sincerely sold in the top 10 on a quarterback, we would know more about it because you need to start preparing your fan base now so that they're not like, you know, caught by surprise. Like, oh, we just took a quarterback and nobody wanted. Awesome. You know, like you're putting yourself immediately on the hot seat if you haven't warmed up your fan base to the idea of taking a quarterback already. And so the fact that we're not there has me kind of in that 95% range that a quarterback does not go in the top 10. Um, the other things I would say we do know relatively high confidence. 
I think the first four players are going to be defensive players. And I think that helps kind of make one other sort of generalized statement about the top 10. Uh, if regardless of the order of Walker, Hutchison and Thibodeau, I think you're going to see edge go one, two, four. All four teams clearly need an edge. All four teams, you know, that, you, know, you know, specifically the Jets picking at four, um, you know, I think would like to address if you can get one of those, you know, the top three elite guys, one of those falls to them at four. They're going to take them, I think. Um, and then, you know, there was a ton of uncertainty for a long time about what Houston will do at three, but enough people have been, you know, kind of really trying to ferret out some information there and have come away with defensive back. They're going to take either Stingley or uh, Sauce, whoever they have a higher grade on. And if you read the reports this morning, it sounds like Stingley is the guy. So oh, Stingley at third be. overall would be wild. Get excited seen, now. Yes. <laughs> Give me that. I've seen some Stingley at five to one to go third overall, and I have that in my pocket. So I, th I don't think that's crazy. Because still, you're betting into five five to one Stingley goes third overall. That's uh, what is that? Uh, a one in six chance? Uh, that I think it's better chances than that based on who's reporting what this morning. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the thing that people have to understand. Like these are that that's the thing about the NFL draft. You, you'll where else will you get such a good bet? Right, a five to one yeah. on something like that. And also, it's it's the one betting vehicle where I am willing to lay juice in a way that I might not. Oh, sure. In a standard sure. Wednesday night baseball game, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, because there are there are going to be there are some props that are up there now that are minus eight, you know, five hundred. So they're you know they're they're implied probabilities in the ninety percent range, but it's a hundred percent in reality. And if you can get a quick turnaround on that kind of stuff, like you've you know, the, the standard practice if you're a professional player, you're firing every piece of liquidity you have available on the Wednesday before the draft because there are a lot of those types of edges where this because this is not a, a random event <laughs> ultimately. Right. Like this is uh there's a lot of known stuff here. So um I think and and for what it's worth, liquidity has been super, super shallow. All, all all draft season, even to this moment, and you mentioned it with Circa not really putting their picks up yet. Like it's been tough to get a, a decent sized bet written on anything uh, so far. So there's going to be some, you know, a lot of the market moving is on really really low limit stuff, and so you know, I it, I would be somewhat cautious and trying to read too much into that, even though we are a week out from that stuff. But to kind of go back to what we do know, though. I think realistically, edge, edge, DB, edge for your first four makes total sense and is is defensible given the talent pool you have available. Giants at you, five would then be your first potential landing spot for an offensive player, and tackle has you know been pretty clearly telegraphed to the Giants. Giants also are weirdly creating a need right now at wide receiver. I don't know if you've heard and seen all of this stuff, but Tony's on the market. Yeah. Um, they're trying to move, uh, you know, they, they've Sterling, they're shopping. Like they, they could potentially create a need for themselves at wide receiver based on what they're doing uh, from a, uh, a trade standpoint. Similarly, Bradbury, they have to move off of Bradbury or else they're not going to be able to sign their rookie class. Um, so Bradbury getting traded and creating a need for a starting defensive back is real for them. So I think with five and seven giants address tackle and either one of defensive back or wide receiver. Um, and, you know, just given that you have three bona fide offensive tackles that they have eyes for and Neil Icky and, uh, and cross, they may just punt on why, you know, on tackle at that point position and let the Panthers take their choice of tackle at six 
and then they get one of two that they are acceptable with at, at seven, uh, or they flip flop and they take their preferred tackle at five and then take, say, somebody like Sauce Gardner or best wide receiver on their board at seven. But I think realistically what we're break what we're breaking down here, Panthers go tackle at six. What we're talking, you know, a f- at best case scenario, your first tackle's off the board at five, your second tackle's off the board at six. Where's your third tackle even going? Number nine to Seattle. We're we're talking about sort of a implied slide here of the tackles based on where they're currently lined in terms of over unders. Um, and so if you just kind of hit say over on Icky, over on Neil, I don't think that's a crazy strategy at this point. They're getting kind of juicy, um, but I think uh, one or both of those guys could slide into the uh, you know six seven or beyond range. I have to tell you, if it, if it goes by the script you just you just cited, it is going to be a fabulous night. I mean, literally the only thing so far that has tripped me up is if it's not Hutchinson at two and it's Hutchinson, say, at four. Um, if you made me say what is my top four right now, I think it goes Walker, Thibodeau, Stingley, Hutchinson. It's not the worst outcome. Drew, <laughs> you, 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 you were talking about uh, implied probability and, like, actual, like, real 100% probability. Uh, there's a there's a shop out there that still has over five and a half wide receivers in the first yeah. round minus four hundred. What does tell you about that? Because I I think six is the baseline. Like I think yeah. there are at least six, and you probably could get seven, right? Yeah, I was uh, I was talking with a friend of ours last week, and he was like, "Well, what you know, what are you most looking forward to?" And I was kind of like, "Well." I imagine day of the draft, I'm just going to fire all the liquidity I have on uh, on that uh, over five and a half wide receivers. But a bunch of shops moved it to six, <laughs> so now you're now you're, yeah, you, you know you're you're not in as great a spot as you were if over five and a half because I could see it landing six. But um, the wide receiver uh, from eight to about sixteen, uh, you realistically could see all five. You could see five guys go in that range, and it Total wouldn't be flurry. shocking. And then at the bottom of the round one, you have a bunch of teams that need wide receivers that potentially are then going to reach because they, you know, they can't necessarily come out of this draft without addressing that position, looking squarely at like the Packers and the Chiefs. Um, and so, yeah, the idea of getting six or seven wide receivers in round one, I think, is is pretty high probability. I want to I want to bore you guys, but I want to read through all of the draft bets that I have here momentarily. But um, one thing. um one thing that I want to point out is that sportsbook point that you made here at Circa, they haven't put them up. Westgate hasn't put them up yet. Again, they're they're reduced to a 48-hour window, and they're doing it by design. South Point just put them out Friday. It's down currently. I think they're putting it back up this afternoon. So, like, there's a bunch of shops here in Nevada that have no interest in really in booking this, but they're just doing it to say that they did it in the end and, and narrowing the window as far as possible. I will shout out Will Hill. I will shout out Stations, who are two shops in this town who have put up their bets, who have put up their props weeks ago and are actually taking big bets on all of them. So good for them. Uh, there are others like Boyd that they're taking bets, but not at big limits. MGM has a limited book, but they'll take, they'll take bets on it. And obviously that's in, only in Nevada. The DraftKings of the world have been offering these bets as well. Um, Chris, could you tell people, because there's five states that do not allow, per gaming regulations, draft bets. Can you tell people what you're doing to make draft bets? This just drives <laughs> home the point. You live in Connecticut. Well, yeah, I, I do. And, and I don't understand why the state of Connecticut does not allow this. Uh, there is no NFL franchise in the state of Connecticut. The state of Connecticut, DraftKings, FanDuel, Sugar House allow 
awards betting where it's a vote. Uh, humans are involved in selecting the, the winner of these awards. I can bet awards and, and all things like that, but I can't bet the NFL draft. So, like, if they said, okay, like North Carolina, for example, like, at least I understand, okay, there's an NFL franchise in Charlotte. We're not going to allow it. Okay, I would at least, I wouldn't agree with it. But at least I would understand the process of, of doing it. Like, there's no, like, Oh, we lost Chris right there in the middle. He was, he was about to tell a, an unbelievable story about the measures <laughs> that he's taking. Oh, we got you back, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I literally am, my travels to the draft in, in Vegas for, for work for, for, for game day, I'm, I made sure I booked a flight through Detroit. To have about an hour layover in Detroit where I can bet <laughs> NFL draft props at FanDuel, DraftKings, and Sugar House and, and, and in order to get uh, my, my action in because right now in, in, in Connecticut, I, I can't do anything. So uh, hopefully these numbers will still be favorable to me at, uh, at Tuesday around 7.30 a.m. when I when I have about an hour layover and I do like my, uh, I love my, my, my Detroit McNamara sprint. What other, from the Detroit sports book. What other sports? What other sport would you do that for? Where you would divert a flight to make bets on? Oh, I can't imagine it would be anything. I'm so I'm saying, and, 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 and it comes down to what you said. This is, yeah, there's handicapping involved, but it's the it's information. Like the information yeah. for the most part is out there if you can weave through what the noise is. Like. And you said it as well. Like, I don't mind laying a price on minus 400 over five and a half wide receivers if I know six is the baseline. It's like the only time of the year uh, that I would that I would do that. Well, was so, last year the offensive lineman sort of the same situation? Mm -hmm. This is a very similar. I guess that was two years ago. O-line was like five and a half. And you kind of counted on your hands. You're like, oh, my God, there's going to be five guys gone by pick 15 like the chances of one more guy going from 15 to 32 is high uh this is the same kind of deal with the wide receivers this year so here here are the bets that i have made and i will tell you how i uh, in chronicle chronological order these are the bets that i made first quarterback drafted i took a flyer on Derek stingley at plus 280 this was several weeks ago based on what you're saying drew we might have a shot at that quarterbacks draft can i interrupt you can Wait. i interrupt you right, right there on Please. stingley yes like it's a, i don't Look, I get that, and I think people kind of are confusing what they've seen from Stingley the last couple of years, uh, like compared to what it did his freshman. Like the last two, he just licked the stamp. Like LSU was a dumpster fire as a program the last two years. You cannot take anything to what happened the last couple of years on the field and, and him sitting out and basically saving himself. And maybe there were some off the field issues involved. I don't know. But forget about everything the last two years that you saw from Stingley. Oh, was he hurt? Was he not hurt? What you saw from him his freshman year, that's what you're going to get in the NFL. I, I question about that. And while I like Sauce Gardner, you have to remember, I think a lot of people handicap on oh he shut down Jamison Williams in the in, in the cotton ball out but the the pass was not part of Alabama's game plan in, in the cotton ball they could have run for 400 yards in that game if they wanted to like like sure he did a good job but how many times uh, did Alabama Bryce Young like look deep to Jamison Williams none because like they knew they controlled the line of scrimmage they could just run for six seven yards of carry so yeah if you're if you like what you see over the couple of years at Gardner, fine. But but just basing it on that one game, oh, he shut down Jamison Williams in a game where Alabama wasn't even trying to throw the ball. 
that's dangerous. Whether your bet wins or loses there, that's a good bet. I I appreciate you saying that because I got into it with a with a Bearcats fan Bearcats fan on Twitter today was like <laughs> oh, oh they love me too Gil don't worry oh yeah he was like you're crazy if you think Sting Stingley who never plays is better than Gardner he of course cited Gardner never getting beaten by anybody um, there's a lot of bona fide talent scouts who think Stingley is the best player in this draft I I said that this morning I was like if I'm an NFL GM he's he is the he's Champ Bailey he's the guy. Yeah. I, don't I mean, that's the, that's yeah. the thing with like a bunch of this stuff, like how, how, like in the same people, in the same way, people are going to be perplexed. How could a guy like Walker go first overall? How could a guy like Stingley go above Gardner? Like it's exactly the same situation. Like these teams who are picking at the top are so devoid of talent and they're all new, you know, they're all relatively, you know, recently turned over GMs and coaches and all that. Like they're, you know, th- 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 this, what's the safe pick doing for you? nothing yeah like you're going with the high upside like the, the in this draft in particular like you're going to be rewarded for the high upside guys um much more than the safe picks and a guy like hutchinson a guy like sauce those are safe picks they're going to give you some contribution but um you know these these new franchises with all of these holes that are playing you know that have don't have quarterbacks so they can't realistically expect to compete this year um you know they're gonna they're gonna swing for the fences all right, we'll rifle through these. First quarterback drafted, Derek Stingley, plus 280. Quarterbacks drafted in the first round, over three, minus 115. I figured three was a push at worst. Uh, at worst, I, there are some people that think only two will go in the first round. I got a good number on that. I don't think that's available. Over three, minus 115 quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Wide receivers drafted in the first round. I got over six, plus 140 weeks ago. Wide receivers drafted in the first round, over six, plus 140. That number is nowhere close to what it was was then. It's about minus 160 on the over six now. Someone was asking me this morning, should I still bet it? I couldn't tell him no, but just had to explain that I got a much better number. Here's total number of safeties in the first round. I said under one and a half at plus 188. I think it's going to come down to obviously Daxton. Uh, is it Daxton Hill? Is that his last name? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether yeah, Jackson Hill, Jalen Petrie, and Lewis in and, Georgia. Uh, yeah, like, there's a two. There's a two out there right now. Uh, in William Hill under two minus one forty five. So like there aren't going to be. So you know you're going to get Hamilton, but you're going to get two. I mean it feels kind of pushy at two, but you're not going to get two of those three uh, to land on three to beat you. I wouldn't think so. If you want to take a little chance there, I mean. It, under two with the better number than one and a half, you could potentially do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little prepared to lose that one. Here's and these are all draft positions. Draft position: Derek Stingley under eleven and a half minus one ten. Can't get that, that anywhere anymore. These are all chronological. That one's uh, oh, solid. Yeah, that one's gone very, on position and number. Uh, draft position: Ahmad Gardner under seven and a half minus one thirty. We'll see. Draft position: Iki Aquanu over three and a half. Based on what Drew is saying, there maybe a good bet at minus one thirty. Draft position, like you like that one? I like that one a lot, yeah. Uh, draft position, George Karloftis over 18 and a half. Here's a case of laying the juice, minus 170. Uh, there you are can some, also now find, you can find a 19 and a half now at minus 160 as well. I like it. what I left saw that at. Draft position, Garrett George, Wilson. George is out to 21 and a half offshore. So oh, I like that, it. That, that's that's <laughs> sailing. And, and juice to the over. Uh, just a few more here. Draft position, Garrett Wilson, as you talked about, Chris, under 10.5, minus 165. Draft position, Charles Cross, which ends up being my biggest position, under 7.5, plus 100. I did not get the best of the best number, but I'll take the plus 100. 
Draft position, Kayvon Thibodeau, under four and a half. I laid minus 175. I didn't get the best number on that, but I'll take it. And then uh, this weekend, my last two, I just made these. Playing position of first drafted player by Giants. Offense, plus 100. I'm loving that. And then I did the Aiden Hutchinson shenanigan at the end, which maybe might be my, along with the safeties, might be if, if, if I'm, what we're hearing is that Kayvon Thibodeau goes number two. I'm still not buying it. But if that's the case, I'd be screwed here. But I did the whole uh, first overall draft pick, Hutchinson, minus 125, second overall draft pick, Hutchinson, plus 145. That was just a bankroll building tandem. We'll see if I get torpedoed on that in the end. But I love that group of bets. And, and so, you know, I'm pretty pumped right now. Things could change in the next couple days, that's for sure. But I, I, from, from what you said, it sounded like you had about four that are, you can pretty much grade them winners right now based on the way the market has moved. Um, I hope, but it's you're also, four, you're, yeah. you're threat, you're threading. <laughs> there's a couple, you're threading some needles. <laughs> there's a couple, you're going to be sweating. You're going to have a good oh, draft. Day a sweat sweat on a couple of these for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Thibodeau, I like your Thibodeau under a lot. I think he goes two or four. Um, I like your, um, uh, your Wilson under a lot. He's gotten massively steamed to be wide receiver one, which means he's gone, Eight or ten, um, and then uh, he, be, yeah, he, he better go away because I don't want to be sitting there no. on, the Saturday, <laughs> on Thursday night. I the Jets are on the clock, and Garrett Wilson's on the board. I, I don't, I don't need that kind of kind of stress and sweat so while, the, I'm, while I'm so working. So <laughs> you know what you have going for you actually is that uh, I, I don't think it's a secret that the Jets covered Wilson at the ten, mm -hmm. and that that's his hard spot, and that look who's picking nine. It's oh. It's, it's the Seattle Seahawks who are kind of the most um, most willing trade team in history during the draft. And so anyone has eyes for Wilson, they're coming up to nine to get him before the Jets can pick him at 10, assuming he gets past Good point. The, uh, the Falcons. So I, I think Wilson in that 8, 9, 10 is very, very solid. Um, and then uh, your safety pick is going to be a sweat. That, one, that um, one's the worst one of the bunch, I think. Here's what I'll tell you about safety. The Louis Cine under 34 and a half because he is a very good fit for an enormous hole in the Lions organization and they pick 32 and 34. Um, if the Lions use 32 on him, I won't be surprised. If they don't, I would expect 34 to be his backstop. Um, but there's other teams that I think have interest in him. So he may end up going even before the Lions get a chance to swing. Um, the thing I'll mention about Hamilton, because I have I have a bunch of Hamilton over at a basically a single digits all the way through double digits, you know, all the way through ten and a half was where I stopped betting it. But um, he's in the free fall phase where he's going to go so far down the board that teams are going to inevitably pass on him because they didn't do their due diligence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like teams in the twenties may have a crack at him but ultimately pick whoever they have done more research and, and kind of detailed analysis on just because they didn't think he was going to be available when they started their process, you know? What killed and so him he's, in the combine? Oh, speed, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he, he, he can't cover, like, he can't cover uh, no. slot wide receivers, and, and no. that's, so, that's a big part of the game now. Yeah, he, he basically is being tagged by a lot of uh, NFL talent evaluators as strong safety at this point. And if you think using a first round pick on a strong safety is wise, it's yeah. just it's just not it's there's just not enough of a um, 
you know, of, of, of value for the position at that point. And also the, um, uh, you know, just in general, um, there's a lot of, yeah, there's there, it's not a premium position that you use a first round pick on even, and, and, and the speed was a, a huge question mark. And also teams need, he needs a specific fit, at least the way that people envision his role. And maybe all that's unfair. Maybe he's a great pro. Um, but, uh, if he falls past, say the, uh, commanders at 11, um, there's going to be a lot of teams that either don't have a need or haven't done their due diligence on him. And he could slide all, you know, like, you know, you know, when Aaron Rodgers slid to like 24th overall and people were like, how could this be possible? And it's just like, like a lot of teams thought he was going to go number one or two or whatever. And so they didn't even really do their due diligence on him, you know? And I think you could get into a similar sort of situation with Hamilton. Not that he's going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but it's such, you know, it's such you know a great, I mean. yeah. other than that part of the analogy, I understand they, <laughs> no, that's such a, uh, that's such a great point about position though. Right. Say that, which is part of the reason why I made that one bet, the under one and a half, I'd like the price plus plus one eighty eight. but I was just like, exactly what you said, Drew, you don't, use your first round pick on a safety Washington last year ended up picking Jamin Davis I want to say they drafted 19 or 17 I can't remember exactly where it was Jamin Davis ended up being an, uh, an outside linebacker like they used their first round pick on an outside linebacker like you can't draft that way there are certain positions you should not be coveting in the first round of an NFL draft and so yeah that's part of the safety reasoning anyway we'll see I don't expect to win that like I said you know, the other question, guys, is obviously people want to know about quarterbacks. I have a bet over three. How many do you think go in the first round based on what you're hearing? And, and who goes first? Who goes second? Who goes third? If you have any indication of that. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I Is think it it's going to be three, and I don't know the order. 
<laughs> the uh, or where they go. It's funny because yeah. like, or yeah, I, I think it's going to be three. I don't think you're going to see a quarterback go until late teens, early twenties. And then at that point, um, you know, it's just kind of, uh, I, I guess here's what I'll say. Last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers were an open book about taking Najee Harris. Everyone and their mother had Najee Harris. Was the, you, you, you're going to go fill out a mock draft. The first yep. thing you did is you put Najee Harris to the <laughs> 24 Pittsburgh Najee Harris. It was such a, uh, a poorly kept secret. And this year, for better, you know, to, to their credit, I suppose, they are clearly targeting quarterback. But if you ask 10 people who are closely connected to the organization, they'll give you three answers. I've heard a de- equal split of people saying, "Oh no, no, I think they they really love Willis." No, it's it's absolutely it's Pickett. Oh no, for sure, a solid connection to Ritter. You know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, if if it's that they've done a good job of kind of keeping it a secret exactly who they want. Well, that was very smart because you know you had a willing trade partner one spot ahead of them. You know, anyone if they were out there just beating their chest about we're going to take Willis if he's available to us then it's pretty obvious anyone else that wants him go one pick ahead of them and you're good to go um so I think that was a smart strategy standpoint I don't know who ultimately they take out of those people you're just making a guess at this point um but uh I think that surely the Steelers and then also the Titans um have done the most work in sincerely looking at taking a quarterback in this year's draft um, and I think the Bills are an interesting positional spot where anyone who has eyes for a quarterback is calling the Bills to trade up ahead of the Titans because if you like Ritter, if you like Pickett, if you like Willis, whoever's available in that range, I think you want to pick ahead of the Titans uh, and get your guy. So if anyone's kind of in the late round trade up for a quarterback, I think the Bills pick is probably the landing spot for that, and you probably see three guys kind of go in that 19, 20, 20, 21, 22 range. Yeah, what Drew said, like, it'll be, I think it'll be three, and I have no idea on the order. Because you have to just try and separate, like, what you see and then how these teams draft. Like, none of these guys really are first-round guys. But you know, just based on how teams draft, they're going to overreach uh, on a quarterback and, probably put their franchise in a in, in a bad situation for the next <laughs> couple of years if they try and like like, like, like seriously like, like yeah like, like one of the one of the uh over-unders that i love kenny pick was over 12 and a half like i don't think atlanta's taking him at eight uh i, I mean the seahawks who the hell knows what they're going to do at nine based on their awful picks lately but but they're not going to take Kenny Pickett at nine like, like he's 12 and a half like or is Washington going to take him at 11 I don't think so I mean I think that so. would be another bad pick uh, so like picking over 12 no. and a half I think is another is yeah. another pretty good over under type bet. I, I, I don't mind laying 175 on that I, 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 I would agree and I also agree with the sentiment of you know obviously you know this better than anyone Chris because you're more immersed in college football than all of us but it's it's on the one hand, they're crazy to draft these quarterbacks high. On the other hand, you totally get it, right? Because you're nothing in this league without a quarterback. And at some point, if you don't have one, you do go quarterback crazy, and perhaps justifiably so. Like, you just want to take a shot. So I, I kind of get it. Um, well, here was my thing with the three, betting the three. I feel like it's a little more likely there's four than there's two. Let's put it that way. That's why I made the bet that I made. I fully expect to push that bet. The wideouts, I fully expect to win. The quarterbacks, I expect to push. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
you have a thought. It's going to be a sweat <laughs> at the yeah. end of that first round, man. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's going to take somebody trading back in, I think. Um, the same, I, you know, I've, there, there's the teens to the 20s. Yeah. And kind of in a normal year, these are uncertain picks. In this year, it's even more insane just because the top is so uncertain. <laughs> uh, they, but yeah, I mean, presumably you get, you, you trade into the bottom of the first round for a quarterback if you want to develop that prospect because if you hit, then you have a fifth-year option of, of cost control, and that's huge if you're building a team. Um, and so there's always incentive for teams to do that. Uh, and if one of these guys, Pickett, Willis, or Ritter, or even Sam Howell, or even Matt Corral for that matter, if somebody has eyes for one of those guys, um, it makes way more sense to take him you know, 31 than it does 33 just because of that flexibility you get. Um, and so, yeah, Cincinnati Bengals have the 31st pick right now. They look like an obvious, will, you know, would be willing to listen to, um, you know, teams willing to trade up and give, get an extra pick uh, to move back into the second round uh, if someone wants a quarterback there. Um, the problem is really, like, it's been very, very tough to connect the dots between any specific quarterbacks and teams this year just because the process has been so... Uh, or at least the the reaction from the teams has been so underwhelming to these guys from a talent standpoint. Uh, Chris said his his favorite ones that he has, or what he thinks he knows the most, are the Garrett Wilson under ten and a half, and the and the Charles Cross under seven and a half. Is there a bet that you have Drew right now that you like better than the rest, or are you keeping it pretty Ooh. nitty to use the poker term until day or day before? <laughs> well, I mean, it's tough. Like I said, the liquidity is so shallow this year. First of all, like, you know, there's a couple offshore spots who are usually very, oh. very, uh, who are very uh, willing to take a bet. And you can get like $25 on like some over-unders right now. It's truly like they literally are telling you, go bet this somewhere else. We don't want your action. Um, the only place that's taking any meaningful bets, uh, the folks over at uh, Bookmaker are doing a decent amount of, they'll, they'll write you to win 3k with rebets on the for you know on some of the select markets that are high profile yeah. um so even, appreciate even most them of theirs that, though are 250 a, a pot a, a shot right all the over-unders yeah 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 but if yeah first overall second overall third overall you can get uh to win 3k with rebets which is nice right um the uh so there's there's just there's I I everything that I have bet it seemed like bananas so it's not really worth kind of being like you know hey this this was good at this number that you're never going to see again um but I think fundamentally uh the 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 icky I think icky you can still get yeah he's over four and a half for him minus 120 very very solid I don't think an offensive player um similarly evan neal over five and a half i think is pretty solid i think unless you know the, the the giants could take him at five but i think it's much more likely that um you know that they either go with their guy cross before the panthers can take cross or uh or they take a cornerback in gardner at five um and then um you know similarly the uh the stingley under is still bettable at nine and a half even though it's juicy um i think he goes in the top five uh and then um uh, in general, I think that pulls some that that has some gravity on guys like McDuffie, even though he may not be worthy of kind of steaming up a board right now. If two cornerbacks go in the top five, he's going to go before pick 17. 
Um, and, uh, you know, so I, there, there is sort of a compounding butterfly effect of that stuff. And in the same sense, the sense, the, uh, the wide receivers, like if there's a run eight, nine, 10 are all wide receivers, um, then Olave goes way before he's expected to go. Um, and Burks goes way before he's expected to go. So those unders look pretty, uh, pretty realistic as well. And honestly, if you're betting at some of the legal shops, they'll let you parlay these in a way that you can capture that uh that there will be a run who's letting right? you parlay right now DraftKings are they letting you parlay DraftKings and FanDuel I believe oh, will let you parlay these this is so, so you can get like you can get we, we, we looked at this last week but Chris you can do an another under, plane as we speak you can I you can miss that connection <laughs> you could do you could do the under 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 on Sauce Gardner Stingley and then whoever you think CB3 is going to be, because if those two guys go earlier than expected, then some other team taking a court, you know, taking the best cornerback available when they get their chance to in the early teens, I think is pretty likely. So um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, correlation when there are certain runs at positions and wide receiver and cornerback are the two that I think are most likely to have runs to the good. Uh, Tackle is the one that I think most likely to have a run to the bad. I think tackles are already sliding. We have seen a lot of mock drafts in the you know early in April where you had two tackles in your top five, three or four in the top ten, and I think that's not happening. I think you're going to see two tackles in your top ten, one of um, Icky or Cross. I mean, me, one of Icky, Cross or Neil. One of those guys is going to slide, slide. Uh, and yes. be surprisingly available in like the twelve range or the thirteen range. Like Texans could take. Stingley third overall and get their cornerback that they'd so covet and then still have a shot at guy like Icky or Neil at 13 potentially like it could have very realistically happen. That would be a hell of a draft uh, for that. And so it was, you know, that, that, that is on the table. Um, I think uh, at towards the bottom of the draft, I've heard real deal information that uh, Quay Walker, the linebacker out of uh, his first round guy. Yeah, there's been some some serious smoke there. He's still 40 and a half at some spots. I would play him to the under at 40 and a half. Um, I've seen some real deal smoke on um, Lewis Seen, like I mentioned. Uh, under 34 makes a ton of sense for him. Those two are still widely available bets, I believe. Um, I wouldn't mind Walker first linebacker. Again, kind of swinging for the fences here. You can find some first linebacker props. Walker is in like the 8 to 1 range. That's not bad. Um you know, there, there's questions. The other guys ahead of him in that one. Um, the, uh, yeah, right. Lloyd and uh, the other guy, both injury concerns. Uh, Dean, Small. Um, yeah, I, it wouldn't be blow. I wouldn't be blown away if there's only one linebacker in the first round this year, and it's Quay Walker. Uh, so he, taking him he, first linebacker is a fun one. It's funny. You guys were talking about, like, penciling in certain players. But like, like, can I just, like, bet? The New England Patriots select the Kobe Dean with their like, like that is a perfect uh, like yeah. Bill Belichick <laughs> New England Patriot pick right there. Well, there's definitely a price for that. There, there's definitely yeah. a price for that. DraftKings, you can bet yes, nos on will they be in the first round? Will they be a top thirty-two pick? The parlay thing is just man, my head is exploding. I would go nuts with those if I was in a jurisdiction that had those uh, guys. Unfortunately, we had a we got a run, so because we have a hard out here. But I, I just sort of throw it out to you. Any final thoughts that haven't been mentioned, Chris? Anything uh, that people should Keep an eye out on, eye out for. The, the only, yeah, the the only other thing that I that I had heard from someone who's who follows the Browns and is dialed into the Browns pretty 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 good is, is he's fairly certain that they're going to take a 
a wide receiver with, with their first pick, which obviously doesn't come until early second round. I mean, they did bring in Amari Cooper, but you lose Landry, you lose Higgins, and you have Deshaun Watson. You would think that they're going to add uh, another weapon to give him as many weapons as possible. So you could probably have your pick where they're picking is someone like Christian Watson or, or, or Mechie. So that you can get Browns to select a wide receiver right around uh, plus 250 or so. That's the only other thing that, that I had jotted down that I wanted to get out there. I like it. Mechie and Pickens, like the forgotten wide receivers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Drew, any I, last I thought? like that a lot. I, you know, dig, 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 dig. If you're betting in a legal jurisdiction, the the offerings at DraftKings and FanDuel and PointsBet are far superior to what you can find offshore or that I've seen in hanging legal, you know, in in locally in Las Vegas at least. Um, and you can find fun, more fun ways to play some of this stuff. Like, um, if you f- feel like Cross goes fifth to the Giants, which I think we all think is a very realistic possibility. He's the first offensive player at plus 750, right? Like you can find fun, interesting man, ways to play man. those surprising because because like right now, the top of the first offensive player drafted market is Icky and then Evan Neal and then Malik Willis. I, I mean, cross equally likely to go first, you know, first offensive lineman drafted. And if you look at the offensive lineman market crosses, uh, what is he? He's probably still also in that range where he's, he's plus he's 600 in the first offensive lineman market, but plus 750 for first offensive player. Like it's pretty obvious, at least to me, that if he goes first offensive lineman, he's the first offensive player as well. So, yeah. you know, if shop, you shop around and just in general, if you shop around, we didn't even mention this, but this should be mentioned on every draft podcast every year. Yeah. Um, you're going to get wildly different prices across different books. So get as many outs as you can shop around and, and uh, find your best price available. Chris, you're going to need more than an hour in Detroit, Chris, <laughs> man, plus, se- oh, plus seven fifty. Some of these, man. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Good luck with all of our bets. I'll speak. Uh, I'll throw myself in there. Good luck to all of us. Chris Velika, <laughs> Drew Densick. Uh, at Chris Velika on Twitter at whale underscore capper for Drew on Twitter. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Hey, best of luck. Enjoy the draft. The best betting vehicle of the entire calendar year. Skill Alexander, thanks for listening. Good luck with all your draft bets on Thursday. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony Delisandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. 